It's time for Love Talk with the love ladies, Evelyn Davison and Carrie Brinketer. Love talking today with Dr. Ann Wilkes about God's appointed places and people. Thank you so much, Gavin. It's wonderful to be back here in the great city of Austin, Texas, and to see you and work with you. And uh, so we got a great program planned for today. I've been out of uh, pocket for about two, two and a half weeks, and uh, it's a beautiful time in Texas. And God's working, and as we lead in love across Texas, um, we are praying for a miracle. And in the studio today is my very special friend, our producer, Carrie. Hello, Coach Carrie. Hello, Miss Evelyn. It is so great to be sitting across from you again after a couple of weeks of you and Van jet-setting all over and having a great vacation. But it is so great to see your smiling face well, back thank with you. us. We, Kathy and I did have a good time while you I were hear gone. about that. So <laughs> I listened one day. I did get to listen one good. day. You all are super, super. Well, we've had a great time. And, Miss Evelyn, we are continuing today our theme that we've been working on for, goodness, I guess about six or seven weeks, gaps, the Mm -hmm. gaps of life, living, loving, and leading in the gaps of life. God's appointed person standing in God's appointed place for God's appointed purpose. So far in this series, Miss Evelyn, we've stood alongside Moses and Joseph and David and Nehemiah, and we looked at how God really used those men for specific purposes. And then while you were gone, Miss Evelyn, Kathy and I looked at two women, Ruth and Esther. And Mm -hmm. oh, did we have fun with Ruth and Esther. I just love those stories. They're so relatable. They're so wonderful about strong women who stepped forward and said yes to God, even though their situations seemed really impossible and hopeless. Well, we've decided to take our series a bit further now, Miss Evelyn, Mm -hmm. before we get into the New Testament and people who stepped into gaps in the New Testament and how God stepped into gaps in the New Testament. We wanted to bring in some regular, ordinary, everyday people Mm -hmm. that we know um, who we've seen Jesus just step into the gap for them. So we have a special guest in studio today, and we will meet her in just a moment. But, Miss Evelyn, I know our listeners are wondering about your vacation and what you've been doing. Well, Van and I have not had a vacation. You know, we've taken little weekends in about three years, and he's been he had been saving our credit card points. And so as he went online to begin to see what we could he could do, uh, we came up with uh, he came up with a trip to the Baltic. And this um, ship that we were on this time is uh, our third trip on this particular for Holland American. And that's one of his. He was in the Navy, and so he kind of likes this water life, you know. Oh, yeah, that's so fun. <laughs> so we started out in Copenhagen, and um, we made it all the way down uh, through the Baltic, uh, over, flew over to London, and we were in London the day after the wedding. So and, great. Well, it was great. Uh, there were some hiccups along the way. Uh, we had one day when we were in um St. Petersburg, Russia, and I guess that was the place that made the biggest impact on our mission and our vision because normally uh, what we do when we travel with Holland American is we do the Sunday 
uh, evangelistic uh, prayer time, prayer and praise time. They always have mass, but they don't plan normally unless it's a great big event. Uh, to have someone on Sunday where, you know, uh, evangelicals can go and praise and worship. And so that that got put on the back burner because when we were in uh, one of the cities, uh, I um, I got dehydrated and I was so tired that I was exhausted and uh, had a little encounter. And so it ended up that I spent... Uh, about 14 hours in what Van calls a sick bay. You know, that's what the Navy <laughs> called it. It was their uh, special room uh, mm-hmm. and had a wonderful woman doctor. And she worked through some of the issues with me. I don't, um, I have valve mm, problems with my heart. And it's the first time I've had an episode in quite a while. And so it was kind of scary. But, you know, it opened up our eyes to see something we had not seen. Uh, when when you're in that place, uh, especially if you're in a group, a touring group, you can pick out people real quickly that you think might be uh, interesting and careful and 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 you know conscientious. Uh, and it just happened that because of this, the Lord detoured us a little bit, and the person that that became. The person that was the center of all that was the doctor. Mm. It was a woman doctor, and she was she was so concerned about me that I I was in the hot room they call right next to her office, and she just in it she'd go through my room to go out, and finally uh, when she had gone through uh, and we had you know it got balanced and everything was working, she mentioned one more thing she wanted. Uh, Van wanted us to do was to go into mainland and have this one particular test. And uh, Van, you know, he's very conscientious. And he said, well, is this absolutely necessary? And she, you know, she said, no, but it, it would be helpful. And he said, well, you know, we don't do things like this until we pray. And she I mean, and then he didn't say anything. She got real quiet. She put her hands up over her mouth like you do when you're coaching. <laughs> you know how you do that? Right. And, and she looked to the left, and she looked to the right, and she came back to center point. She said, I understand. I am a Christian. Wow. And you know that when you see have an experience like that, Kathy, you just know that God is, and that was, uh, you know, unexpected. The next morning when she came in to check me, and, you know, we had, they had a nurse there that night, um, she told me, she said, I looked you up. <laughs> she looked us up on mm-hmm. the web. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we, when we sit in this studio on uh, the weekends, um, we don't know who's out there, Carrie. We don't have any idea who's listening to us. But we know this. God has a plan. And we're working as hard as we can to fulfill that plan within the, the realms of what he has given us responsibility to do. So it was a great vacation. You know, we had, uh, just to be in London after the wedding with everything that was going on was, was uh, an experience. Probably was fantastic, Miss Evelyn. I'm sorry that you had an experience where you had to go to the sick bay, as Van calls it. But yeah. sounds like, of course, in, in Miss Evelyn fashion, you found a way to bless somebody, <laughs> even though. It was so much fun. <laughs> Even though you were the one infirmed, you found a way to bless someone else. I wouldn't expect anything less. Well, Miss Evelyn, while you were gone, 
we had the graduation ceremony, oh. and I was the commencement speaker, as really? you know. And um, for Grace Academy in Georgetown, and I tell you what, Miss Evelyn, it took me a long time to write that commencement address, um, and I ripped it up and started over several times. But when I finally got a pretty good rough draft, I sent it to our friend Kathy uh-huh. and Eric, and they, they edited it for me, and they were very conscientious and gave me some wonderful ideas. And I tell you what, I had an absolute blast presenting that commencement address. Oh. It was great fun, and um, I, I, I... I think I was probably more blessed than anybody else in the audience, but it really spoke to me, and it it was it was awesome. I had a great time. So the Lord is faithful and gives us just the right words to say, and um, how to love on people and enjoy people. It's really kind of caused me to slow down just a little bit and really be intentional about who I'm spending my time with. You know and that so, is so necessary, Carrie, because mm-hmm. we, you know, we flit here. Now you're not sanguine, and I'm sanguine. We flit <laughs> from here to there and wherever you know the the butterfly flies. But you know, we never really get past those points in life that are change points. And that's what gap experiences are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to close today with uh, with um, a little uh, example of that uh, in, that I wrote in a book uh, 61 years ago. <laughs> Was it the first book that you wrote? So, so listeners, what, what Ms. Evelyn is saying is you have yeah. to stay tuned. Each one, teach one. The last segment, so you yeah. can hear part of Miss Evelyn's uh, yeah. It is book. important that we, we measure our steps along the way Absolutely. as we go. Because uh, the world, the Lord is, we are the Lord's messenger mm-hmm. in a way that this world has never known before. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about some of that today, about our trip to Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. with, with our very special guest. Well, let me introduce our very special guest today. Today we have Dr. Wilkes in studio. Ann Wilkes is our friend, and she currently works part-time as a physical therapist in home health, though her primary job is wife and mama. She has a Bachelor's of Exercise Science so do I, Anne, in health sciences from Marquette. I didn't go to Marquette, though. And a doctorate, a DPT, a doctorate of physical therapy with an emphasis in neurology. And I tell you what, Anne is just an absolute joy. She loves to serve her church. She leads junior and senior girls in Sunday school. as She takes her family on mission trips. She's the coordinator of National Day of Prayer in Georgetown. Mm-hmm. And that's how uh, Miss Evelyn got to know Anne. I I'm blessed enough to know Anne through our, our kids go to school together. And she has two beautiful boys. She loves camping and hiking. She loves being on the lake and all things outside. Welcome to Love Talk, Anne Wilkes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, today, um, listeners, we're going to hear Anne has quite a testimony. And as we chat about living in the gap, stepping in the gap, God stepping in the gap, God's being God's appointed person. We're going to talk to Anne about how she even came to be a Christian because she thought she knew who God was. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't, frankly, she wasn't very impressed. Right, Anne? <laughs> I knew a lot about God and that my, we'll get into this in just a minute, my, mm-hmm. my knowledge of the Lord wasn't quite enough. And until I realized that, 
I was mm-hmm. always missing something. Mm-hmm. Missing something. We missing got it, haven't something. we? That's right. Well, friends, as we talk about being God's appointed person in God's appointed place and being used for God's appointed purpose, we want you to join us after these messages. You won't want to miss how Anne met her husband and how the bug man of all people, <laughs> the exterminator, really helped Anne and Rich come to know the Lord in a way that was, that has been life transforming for her and her husband. Right here on Love Talk, right after these messages. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. You know, the world has changed and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith, 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You are listening to Love Talk. You have found the love ladies here on The Bridge, Austin. I am Coach Carrie Brinkinger, and of course, we have Mrs. Evelyn Davison with us today. She's back from her jet-setting adventures. And in studio today, we have our sweet friend, Ann Wilkes. And Ann and Miss Evelyn know each other. Uh, Ann also went on a trip to D.C. with Miss Evelyn and Kathy. And we're going to talk about that in a little while. But Ann, um, you know, God worked a mighty miracle in your life. And tell me about what your home life was like growing up regarding church and the things of the Lord. 
Well, from as long as I can remember, we were always in church. Very loving home. And our the church that we went to, I learned a lot about God. I learned about the Bible. I never really read it for my own. Uh, there was a lot of rules-based and, and tradition. Um, but that was about where it stopped, was, was trying to do my best, trying to know what the expectation was, and, and trying in my own strength to meet that expectation. And frankly, I was pretty good at it most of the time. Mm-hmm. But it was always striving and pushing and wondering, is this enough? Is this good enough? How much could I get away with? Mm. Right. Well, I, I I totally understand that because there's so many times when we go through the motions, right? And we we know, okay, there's something out there, but this just there's still a hole. There's still something mm-hmm. missing, right? You know, yeah, that is so true, Carrie. And you know, we have an audience full of people like that. Mm-hmm. They're looking for something to fill that gap, mm-hmm. and what it takes. And what you get is intimacy. Right. Intimacy. Well, there's a difference between a relationship and a religion. Mm-hmm. And I I think that making that distinction in between having a relationship with Jesus Christ and having a religion that you identify with is very important. I mean, when people ask me, well, are you a part of a denomination? I try to shy away from that conversation, honestly, because my... My relationship with Jesus Christ has literally zero to do with my denomination, mm-hmm. right? As long I mean, my relationship is very personal. It's very real with Jesus Christ. And it doesn't matter as long as I'm going to a church that teaches the Bible, that opens the scripture, that gets into the word. Really, my denomination doesn't really matter and now you have to be careful that you're finding a church home that preaches the word of God, right? right? So, Anne, I, I love your story about how you met your husband. You were actually... <laughs> we in, like love stories. We do here on Love Talk. Um, you, you were actually in college in Wisconsin? That's correct. That's okay. where I'm from, born and raised in Wisconsin. And this is a love story like you have never heard before. So picture, <laughs> picture a map of the United States. It will help you. I was from Wisconsin and in my first year of college and over spring break went to go visit my cousin in North Carolina. Now, my cousin's husband had a friend named Richard who happened to be visiting my cousin. He lived, Richard lived in Virginia, had driven a few hours down to North Carolina where my cousin and her husband lived. And I booked a Greyhound ticket, 32 hours on a bus from Wisconsin to North Carolina. And my cousin was unsure of her vehicle to make it to the bus station. So Richard stayed an extra day so that he could drive her to come get me at the bus station. Complications. Interesting. Yes, that's why you need to picture the map. So then I was there to go to the beach. I was not interested in meeting a man at this time. And so I ignored him, but he did not ignore me. I fell in love with the ocean, and and he had been asking my cousin, when is your cousin coming back? And he did visit them frequently. So the following May, I returned to North Carolina, and that was when 
Richard, the husband's friend,、mm -hmm. and I started to talk to each other and very slowly began to date. Wow! So. Not only did the Lord orchestrate、uh, your cousin's car not being, I guess, reliable, <laughs> but orchestrated that Richard got stay、uh, rich, got stay another day, and、um, potentially, I guess, become interested in you. And then on what six months, nine months later, y'all y'all meet again, and this is how the romance blossoms. Well, actually, six months later, we were engaged. Oh my stars! We had only seen each other about three times in between, and we talked on the phone very often. And six months later, six months from that May, we were engaged, and we were engaged for a year and a half. And we married the year before I finished my undergraduate degree. So that dating and engagement happened, and actually the first nine months of marriage with me in Wisconsin and him still stationed in Virginia in the Navy. Neither、oh. one of us were at a point that we were mobile.、Mm -hmm. I, I was where I was, and he was where he was, and and even that got orchestrated because I was very young, and. He not quite as young, but we we both needed to grow as individuals, and God had a purpose for us, and we needed to appreciate each other. Gap living. <laughs> we needed to 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 not squander our time together, and we needed to talk about things that were important in that time, and and God used that distance to draw us close to each other. But the love story is not actually about Richard and I. It was actually, as you'll, as we'll talk about here soon, how God's love is what His hand in orchestrating us coming together. Yes, was for Richard and my love to grow, but for God to show His love to draw Richard back to Him and to draw me to Him in an intimate way. Well, let's talk about that. So you said you you kind of knew of the Lord. You had been in church, but you you. you You weren't super impressed, right? You 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 were kind of still searching for. There's got to be something else. There's got to be a little bit more. Tell us about Richard. So you guys get married, and what what was your husband's relationship like with the Lord when you met? Well, I really didn't see that he had one, and <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't. And I I'm a a very strong willed kind of lady, and、um, have been for quite some time. And I was very committed to that church walk that I had. It was important to me to、mm -hmm. be there. I knew there was value. I knew that I wanted to continually know more about this God. And when I met Richard, he wasn't. So our relationship consisted of me dragging him to church、mm -hmm. with me in churches that I was comfortable with that were similar to the ones that I had grown up with. And he always went along willingly.、Um, But that was about what it was. I I drug him there. <laughs> Our pastor has this joke. Sometimes he'll say, "And some of you、um, are on drugs this morning. You were drugged <laughs> to church by your husband or your wife." So that's basically what was happening. You were dragging your husband to church. So okay, Anne, we we've got a few minutes here before the break. How did this pattern? After you guys finally started living together, right? You guys had kind of had a long distance relationship for a while. After you guys started living together, how did this pattern of you just okay, let's get up, let's go? How did this pattern change for the two of you? Oh, that is the most fun story you've ever heard. So we 
purchased our first home after some time together and moved about 45 minutes away from where I'd grown up. So we wanted to look for new churches and started with the same type of church I'd grown up with, but there was always something missing. If you've ever been in a crowded room and felt alone, Mm. that's what kept happening when we would visit churches in this new town. And we couldn't put our finger on it, but we just kept plugging away at what really I had known until the time came for me to do some clinical work. And we had intention to move to Texas. So I thought it important to get a Texas name on my resume. So I traveled from Wisconsin to Texas to do some clinical work. So while I was gone, we didn't really know. I expected he probably wouldn't go to church without me. Well, thinking back, we just moved into a a home, a new home. Something you don't know about me, Carrie or Miss Evelyn, is that I used to be absolutely phobic of bugs. Like, nobody likes (laughs) creepy crawlies for the most part, but for real, my heart would raise. I would sweat. And we got into this home, and in the basement, we had these long bugs (laughs) with lots of little legs. The bug story. Ah, The bug story. Here's the bug man. Yeah. So we decided... Very dramatically. I can't live like this. So we decided to call an exterminator. And in the phone book, flipping through the yellow pages, we found an ad that had a Christian symbol in it. And I said, well, if there's going to be a stranger in our home, he might as well be a Christian. Amen. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) So we go ahead and book the exterminator. We sign up with his plan. And every time he would come out... It seemed to me he would always invite us to his church, and it was called Racine Bible Church in Racine, Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. and and I would politely just tell him, oh, no, thanks, you know, I've got this certain type that we're looking for, and and he was always very pleasant. Well, one day, there was an emergency call that he had to come out to the house because there was a very large bug, and he needed to take care of it, and my husband was at work. This is silly, y'all, but this is really where I was. (laughs) And so he came out and he said, I really think that you would have a lot more peace. And I thought, what a silly thing. How am I going to find peace with bugs at church? That doesn't even make sense to me. But he kept kept inviting. Well, then I left town, remember, for the internship. And I told my husband, while I'm gone, I didn't expect he would go to mm-hmm. the churches we'd been visiting. I said, why don't you go to the bug man's church? Okay, that's a good cliffhanger right there. I love this story. So, friends, as you see... Rich and Ann are on their journey. They're trying to figure out really where they fit. Where Where is God's Leading. appointed purpose for them? Where is God's appointed place for That's them? That's a gap. Right? And they have the bug man. I wish we knew his name, but I love that you just call him the bug man. And I love how intentional the bug man is with you and Rich and how every single time he comes to your home, he says, hey, what? Why don't you join me for church on Sunday? Hey, why don't you join me for it? And how persistent he is. Miss Evelyn, talk about a man just like you, Miss Evelyn. Now, wherever you go, you find a way to talk about Jesus. This man is standing in God's appointed place, doing God's appointed work, right, for his purpose every single time he goes into a home. I love this. So, listeners, when we return from our break, and please enjoy our break. Our sponsors are so wonderful. Many of these sponsors have been with Miss Evelyn for 30 years. And so, if, if there's ever a time when you can use one of our sponsors, we sure would appreciate it. 
And you know that the Love Ladies will be right back with you right after these messages. Hi, this is John Cotner, and you know we all can use some happiness, some hope, and humor in our lives. I'm talking about the Good News Journal, published by Evelyn Davison. Well, the Good News Journal is free, and you can pick it up at locations across Central Texas like HEB, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, and churches, and it comes out every three months. Now, advertisers and writers interested in having an article published should call 512-249-6535. The Good News Journal, providing good news for the greater Austin and surrounding areas for 23 years. And now with more than 66,000 in circulation. Go to goodnewsjournal.net. That's goodnewsjournal.net. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you need help with. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud Proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Hello, friends. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found the love ladies. Coach Carrie Brinkader here, our our wonderful friend, Mrs. Evelyn Davison, our leader, our mentor, and then our beautiful friend, Ann Wilkes, is here. And, Ann, I've never called you Dr. Wilkes, but I think I'm going to start <laughs> because I love that. I, 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 I didn't know these things about you, Dr. Wilkes, and I, I love it. Um, we're talking today about bugs and God and how God uses people. You know, Ann, I, I think back, um, the last house that I – that I flipped, that I renovated, uh, the painter that I used was so like this. He was awesome. He'd come and he, before I even hired him, he said, look, I don't care if you hire me. I just need to tell you that my life has been transformed by Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ. Do you have a few minutes for me to tell you about my transformational experience and how the Lord delivered me from drugs, from alcohol, from a lifestyle that was where I was using women and I'm just things were not good for me. And I spent an hour talking to this man about how Jesus had changed his life transformationally. And every time I saw him after that, hey, Carrie, how you doing? Did you have an experience with Jesus this week? Oh, I just loved it. Mm-hmm. And you found the same with the bug man. Friends, God can use us wherever we are. It's a gap. Wherever we are. 
in the school parking lot, in the grocery store, standing in line, getting an icy. He can get the park. He can use us wherever we are. So, Anne, all right, you were dragging your husband to church. The bug man's coming over on a regular basis in Wisconsin, <laughs> and uh, you're you're leaving to go to Texas for an extended stay, and you know your husband's probably not going to go to church while you're gone. The bug man comes over, and you're about to go on your trip, and what happens? Well, my husband and I had a conversation, and I just said, you know, while I'm gone, <clears throat> if, you, if you won't go to the churches we visited... At least just go to the bug man's church. I thought, well, it's better than nothing. <laughs> I don't Love know. it. <laughs> I don't know anything about it, but it's better than nothing. So the first Sunday rolled around that I was gone, and well, Saturday he told me, yeah, I think I, I think I'll do that. So Sunday goes around, and and I called him in the early afternoon, and he wouldn't answer the phone, and so I called a little bit later, and a, a little bit later, and then he finally answered the phone, and I said, well, where have you been all morning? So, well, I was at church, and I said, oh, okay, how'd it go? Oh, it was great. He loved it. I said, and you just got done now? It was like one thirty or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And he said, well, I went to lunch with some people afterward. And I said, oh, it must have started late. He said, no, no, it started at 8.30 or whatever. And I said, well, you were there a long time from 8.30 to lunch. And he said, well, there was church, and then there was Sunday school. And I had no experience with Sunday school. So I said, well, what does that mean? What, what do you do in Sunday school? He said, well, you study the Bible. And I said, isn't that what you did during church? <laughs> and, and he said, well, yeah, but it's different. You, you have smaller groups and you ask questions and people ask you questions and you talk about it. And I thought, well, that's strange. <laughs> so you went to lunch with people. And Wisconsin is not like Texas. Let me help you understand. People, you, you don't go to lunch with strangers. You go to lunch with people you know only up north. And um, I said, so you saw someone there that you knew to go to lunch with? And, and he said, well, no, I met them there. I thought, well, that's strange. And he said, yeah, there was this one man. There's one man, Jim Erickson. He came and he sat by me and he took me to his Sunday school. And then, and then he invited me to lunch. And so I went with them. Well, okay, that's a little weird, but okay. So then we started to talk, and he said, "Well, I've got to, I've got to get off the phone because I've got to get ready for shepherding group." And now I got a little skeptical. All right, what is shepherding group? And he said, "Well, we're gonna, we're gonna study the Bible." And I said, "Well, um, babe, you've done that like twice today already. <laughs> um, why don't you talk to me? You know, we'd only been married about a year and a half at this point." And I thought, "What is this weird thing? Why won't you talk to me?" And he said, well, I've just got to go. We'll talk later. I said, okay. I was a little bit itchy by this point. And I said, well, call me when your little shepherding group is over. Ouch. <laughs> then he said, I can't. I'm meeting Jim Erickson for breakfast before work in the morning. And I thought, oh, no. Mm-mm. Something is wrong. Mm-hmm. My husband does not wake up any earlier than he absolutely has to. He doesn't get up to meet people before work. That's crazy talk. So at that time, I told him, well, I'm. I'm real sorry to say this, but I don't think you realize that I think you've joined a cult. I don't <laughs> think this church is right, and, and I never should have told you to go there. And, and, and I just want you to be cautious and, and, and don't, don't jump in. And he said, no, 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 that's funny. It's fine. And I said, well, who is this Jim man? Like, is he married? What does he do? Does he work? Why, why is he calling you? What is this? He said, just stop. It's fine. So after about two weeks of this, I let him know 
very gently, maybe, that I couldn't deal with this from Texas to Wisconsin. I said, I can't, I can't handle the stress of talking mm-hmm. about this over the phone. Let's talk about other things. And then I will straighten this out. I actually said, <laughs> I will straighten this out when we get home, when I get home. And he was very patient with me. So we, we dropped the subject. He continued to go. I knew that he did, and I just figured, all right, let me get home and figure it out. Well, so I went to church with him when I returned home to this Racine Bible Church, and he told me to bring a Bible with me. And I thought, well, if you can't trust what the pastor's saying, you've Mm. got to check it for yourself. Why are you even going? I was very hard-hearted. You're a little combative. A little bit. Mm -hmm. And that was not typical for me. Uh, Strong-willed, yes, but I thought... This is creeping in on something that's important in my life. I've grown up in this church. My family has raised me here. And this is threatening that. And it was a very, very sore spot. I wanted to proceed very cautiously. So by about the fourth week, I had been looking for someone to misstep. And I saw their compassion was real. Mm -hmm. Their desire to know me was not manipulative. They were truly loving. They really were interested in who Richard and I were. And the the sermons, as I saw, they were coming straight from the Bible because now I was bringing it with me. And, and it took me a few weeks to open it, frankly, because I didn't know the Bible. I knew about it, mm-hmm. but I was paralyzed by the fact that What if the pastor said, turn with me to Ephesians? Well, I don't know where that is. I know it's in there. And the idea of having to look in the table of contents and what were people going to think about me kept it closed until my husband gave me that confidence. And he would just take the Bible and open it up to where we needed to be and put it in my lap. And so I would follow along and, and that started to draw me in. And then finally, about my fourth Sunday there, on the way to church... I told Richard, all right, well, this church seems fine, but there's one more in town we haven't visited. And I I think we ought to visit that one before we make any decisions. And he didn't say anything about it. We continued on. And the the pastor preached that day about the Mount of Transfiguration. And he talked about how Jesus's face shone with the glory of God. And then he put it in the context. Of those disciples that were with him, that was new to them. Mm -hmm. In their tradition, they always had to go to someone, to a priest or a a chief priest. They had to go to the Pharisees to learn about God. But here, for the first time, they had direct access to God. And ladies, that was new for me. I had grown up asking people to pray for me or praying to people to pray for me. I didn't know That God heard my prayers, that he knew me, or that I could know him. And that was what I'd been missing. I had known about him, and I wanted to do right, but I didn't have his power to do it. And I didn't even know that I could. And that was shattering to me to realize, wow, that is what I'm missing. So then fast forward to the end of the sermon. In my mind, I thought... Okay, that sounds great, but I still want to visit that one last church. I mean, this is a lot of years. I've been 23 years going to a certain type, and and this was all different. I wasn't ready to to give up on that. And 
As soon as I thought it, the pastor said, And once you've heard the truth, how dare you turn from it? And it looked like he was pointing straight at me. There's about 400 people in the sanctuary, and we were in the back corner. But he was looking right at me. How dare you turn from it? And I said out loud, I don't dare. And Richard said, what? And I said, I severely don't dare. Mm. So now we, we kind of laugh that that was my prayer of commitment. Mm. I didn't know a prayer of commitment was a thing. I didn't know there was, you know, pretty words or have some special mm. formula. Mm. That was me hearing the word of the Lord, knowing and trusting that his word is true. I had it there in front of me, his Bible telling me, and you can know me and I know you. Mm. And that was me saying, forsaking all things. I'm going to follow what this word says. I'm going to follow this God of the Bible. And I wanted to know him. I was done knowing about him. Oh, but the rich foundation that laid to bring me to that openness. There is a major difference between knowing about him and knowing him personally. And that is the gap that we're talking about when it, when God begins to work in our life in a way that the reality of his love and his goodness, his kindness, his mercy, and most of all, his life of surrender, that we might come to know the reality of who he is and why he came and why he is in the position that he is in our lives today. So it that that's a wonderful story. When we look at it, we realize we hear it, God's saying that to thousands of people listening to us today, not just across Texas, not in Wisconsin, but across the rivers and the lakes of the world that he created. So, beautiful story, but there's more to it. There is more to it. Oh, Anne, I, I, I got teary-eyed as you're, as you're talking about your, your encounter with the Holy Spirit sitting in a church pew. And you, at the time, didn't really grasp fully what that was. But you know that he took hold of you right that second, right that day, and you looked at your husband and said, I severely don't dare. I don't know what else to say. I, and you didn't, you didn't know the, 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 you know the right words. And I don't think, Miss Evelyn, there, there doesn't necessarily have to be a right word. I think we get so caught up on that. Mm-hmm. It's when you know that, you, that the Holy Spirit is beginning to take hold of your life, you seize it. And you go, okay, I'm, I'm in for the ride. Mm-hmm. Here we go. And, it's, and it's, you, you step on that cart and you're, you get in that roller coaster. And it's the wildest, most exciting, most wonderful ride that you can ever take in your whole life. You know, so we come to the foot of the cross, Jesus said. Uh, and the difference in crosses makes the difference in what we believe and how we receive. Because the cross of Jesus is empty. He's not on it. Mm-hmm. We're not on it. But he says, take up your cross and follow me. When we come back, we want to talk about how important it is to do that when you're in a gap of life that's not getting the real life right at the best of it. This is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jenner Town. 
Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. Well, we're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest-growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Ellis and Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellis and Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellis and Salazar for over 55 years. Ellis and Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellis and Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. And welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You are listening to Love Talk. And you know what, guys and gals out there, our precious friends, you can listen to Love Talk Radio anytime you want. You can open up your app to The Bridge. Uh, you can download that on your phone. You can also find our archives. I have a beautiful, precious friend who listens to our archives at work. She doesn't necessarily always get to listen on Saturdays, but she goes to our archives and she listens to our programs at work. And I love that. And, and you can do that too, friends. You can go to lovetalknetwork.com and you can find our archives and you can listen to us anytime. We'd love for you to go back through and listen to our series that we've done on gaps. I It's been Mm. so wonderful for me, not only learning about just these awesome, awesome people in the Bible and how the Lord used them, but now we have precious friends that are going to be coming in with us this summer and looking at their lives and how God is working today um, in their lives. So, Anne, gosh, what a beautiful story. You sat in a church pew. You didn't know what to say, but you knew the Holy Spirit took control of your life. Tell us about how things have changed for you since, since that moment. What, what is different about you? Well, I will tell you, you you may not believe this. Listening friends or friends that have known me, I used to be shy beyond belief. (laughs) And when I say shy, everybody knows someone who's shy. But I was 
Oh, I never answered questions. I never asked questions. What if someone thought my questions were foolish? Or, or what if my answer was not exactly what someone was looking for? I was so crippled by insecurity, and I, I just did not talk. Mm-hmm. And, and now I'm talking on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I look back to those first days. And I see that I, I was, I had this thirst that could not be mm-hmm. quenched. I wanted to know Jesus. I wanted to know God. I wanted to get all those stories that I had learned and see why they mattered. I wanted to know the God behind them. The, the creator of the universe wanted to know me. And I had to ask questions. So, Oh, I don't even know how it happened, but I found myself in a ladies Bible study and I asked so many questions. I wanted to know, well, why and how and what does that have to do with today? That it happened so long ago. What does that make a difference for my life? Does this still apply? Does that still apply? And, and I see that God just opened my heart to asking questions, to putting myself out there and being vulnerable. And then when I would learn these magnificent truths, I wanted to share them. I had great news, and I just found out, how could I keep that to myself? Mm. And I didn't even notice the change when I started having a voice. And then and God gave me that. And then he nurtured that voice kind of through interesting ways. I was in graduate school And a professor approached me about teaching an undergrad lab course. And I thought, as I heard myself say, oh, yeah, I'd love to do that. (laughs) I thought, wait a minute, Anne. Wait, wait. No, you don't. (laughs) People are going to, you know, check your information. What if it's not? What if it's not perfectly right? What if you teach someone wrong? And then they're going to have this wrong knowledge. And I thought, oh, no, but I'd already said yes. And it was a great experience. I led that lab, and it was wonderful. And shortly thereafter, that ladies' Bible study that had been integral in my life and, and in my relationship with my husband and our growth together and our growth in the Lord, um, the facilitator had to step away, mm-hmm. and they needed a new facilitator. And at that time, they asked me, to help to lead that group. And looking back, I see that is why I was to teach that college course. Not because of that course, but to give me, to equip me, to build those skills mm-hmm. of, of transferring knowledge and of leading people to ask questions and to seek truth. It was preparing me for a much higher assignment than teaching a lab. It was to handle God's word rightly and convey that to others. And wow. so he's given me that voice. And I think about the, the scripture verse, 2 Timothy 1, 7. Mm. For God has not given us yes. a spirit of timidity, but of power, love, and sound judgment. To love people with God's love and to do it boldly, that is of the Lord. Wow. Well, I know, Anne, you, you have a beautiful family. Your boys, I love, love being around them. They're so respectful and kind, and they they search for knowledge. They have gotten the bug from you, which I, I love that. You know, you uh, 
you decided to take a journey with Mrs. Evelyn over spring break, and y'all went on the Washington, D.C. trip with Mrs. Evelyn and went and prayed with our congressman. And and tell us about that experience for you and your family and really how that 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 was impacted your boys. Oh, it was a tremendous experience. I mean, the, the entire trip, but specifically our first day of of making those appointments with congressmen and congresswomen's offices. Ladies, let me tell you, there is nothing like watching your husband lead in prayer for eight hours straight. <laughs> oh, my goodness, that will change your life. And and that's how we started. He would mm-hmm. open in prayer, and I would close, and the, the office would pray with us sometimes, sometimes not. And after a couple visits, one of the boys spoke up and said, now they're, at the time, um, they were 9 and 11, mm-hmm. and, and they've both since had birthdays. But at 9 and 11, one spoke up and said, Mama, can I pray too? Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, absolutely. And, and Rich was real excited about that. You know, we've been married 16 years now. Uh, we've come this journey a long way. And they started to pray. And one of them consistently prayed for courage. And he would mm-hmm. out loud with everybody there say, God, please give this congressperson yeah. courage to do what is right, even when it's difficult, to do courage no matter who, to do what's right no matter who's around. And the other one would pray for wisdom, that they would seek the wisdom of the Lord, that they would pray to God for wisdom, and they would do what he commands them to do. Wow. You know, when you look back on that, um, that was um, almost a birth experience for many of us to see that, you know, a little old 87-year-old lady could go into an office of the government and and make an impact um we van and i did the congressman uh, we made the appointments uh some of them didn't keep them uh, but when we'd go in we i would start it and van would pick it up i'd say my name is evelyn davison and this is my husband van we're from austin texas and we're here to tell you that we've got a gift for you that's how we started mm-hmm and so I would kind of lay it out, and then we'd ask, can we pray right now for where, what, just like you all did. And Van would pray. And when he prays, he cries. <laughs> and, you know, it was such an experience, not just for us, you know, that went there, but extended because we were not able to deliver the books because they had been quarantined longer because of some things that were going on in Austin. And we were concerned about that because the whole program was built on uh, calling on each representative and each senator. But you know how God answered that question he and that dilemma? That. The next week was Good Friday. And one of our partners there, uh, Family Faith in Action, made 635 Easter baskets to put those books in with candy and and eggs and things. And, you know, when you look at that, that is an extension of the product and the power that comes out of this gap living that we're talking about. We get in these gaps in our life, and we don't know, you know, what God's doing sometimes. But there, there is a thing I wrote in the, this little thing in 
uh, a book called Each One Teach One um, about uh, 32 years ago. Uh, and it's called the um, Unity and the Gap Principle. And this is it very quickly. First of all is you have to present yourselves and praise God that he's in the gap with you. And secondly, you have to listen and learn from him. Uh, learn how to serve him. Uh, be his ambassador in times like you're talking about, Anne. And most of all, that we would come to know that Jesus is the Lord and he's the way. And we're in not this gap by ourselves. We're not in this alone. And then the, the Y, P-L-Y, is a P, it comes from apply, but it's P-L-Y. And the Y is to yearn and yield. It means to desire. Uh, yield means two things. It means giving up or you get a harvest. Mm-hmm. That's a funny thing. It's like giving up at a stop sign. We we seek his way. We produce a harvest and we live his way. And you know, when we look at all of this and look at your life and how you've had these gaps, you're in a gap now with teenage kids, mm-hmm. with boys. And it's a wonderful time. Mm-hmm. When God's leading and you're listening and caring, so anyway, well, I we think Miss Evelyn, you know, you're. This is exactly Anne's journey right here. You, you, you looked for God. You, you, you tried to say, God, present yourself to me, yes. right? And and he did. And you listened. The L, you listened to him. And sitting in that church pew, you listened to what he was saying. And and that very day, you yielded. To that, And then you started to yearn for Jesus more and more. Listeners, I tell you what, it's very simple. And just as Ann said, you don't have to use flowery words. If you have a question today about how much God loves you, John 3.16 said, God so loved this world that he gave his only son that if we just believe in him, we will not perish but have eternal life. Just admit that you're a sinner. Go to Romans. There's so many verses in Romans that can help you on this path, on this journey. Romans 3.23, Romans 6.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And then just believe. Believe that Jesus is God's son, that he died on that cross to forgive us of our sins so that and we don't have to go through anyone else. We have a direct path to Jesus Christ because he came and, and died on that cross for our sins and rose again on the third day. And we confess our sins. We say, Lord, we know, I know that I cannot do it on my own. Come in my life. Show me the way, just as Anna said all day. Show me, Lord. Show me. And you will thirst and you will yearn and you will, you will want to know more about Jesus Christ. We thank you so much for listening to us today on Love Talk. You know you can find us every day, er, every Saturday here on the bridge at 2 o'clock. But you can also find us on Love Talk Network. You can find us on Facebook. If you'd like to call us, call us on the love line at 512-249-6535, and we'll send you a Bible. Thank you for loving and leading with us in the gaps of life. For my beautiful friend, Miss Evelyn Davison, for Dr. Ann Wilkes, I am Coach Terry Brinkader. We'll see you next time on Love Talk.